This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode on the Mindful Experiment. Every other week, we have an interview with someone to elevate our mind, elevate our life, help us raise our consciousness, and so much more. This week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Benjamin Bacure, who... We talked a lot about the book, his book, Becoming with his wife, talked about his journey, his, his, the pitfall that he experienced in life and business and how that shifted him into a different direction to where it led to where the, he had ended up with psychedelics and allowed him to elevate his mind, his consciousness and do the work that he's doing today. Before we get into the episode, I want to share just a little bit about him and his wife and what they do. But Benjamin, he has, they wrote the book called Becoming, which is a verb that's devotion to the process of becoming who you are designed to be by radically embracing your greatest challenges as cir- curriculum and savoring the full spectrum of life. When Benjamin, a no-nonsense businessman, and uh, Azria, a free-spirited artist, fall madly in love, they birth a vision for a committed partnership capable of elevating humanity. But in order to become the heart-centered impact leaders they aspire to be, they must face off with the deepest unconscious fears threatening their mission and union. A unique hybrid of personal development, spiritual memoir, and erotic nonfiction, Becoming is an intimate and uncensored exploration of psychedelic, sex, power, and purpose. 
Join uh, Azra and Benjamin Bakur as they navigate the light and shadow sides of their own becoming and deliver potent wisdom and tangible strategies for your own activation. Warning, this book may inspire you to face off with your own darkest subconscious shadows, claim your truest truth, and embody the greatness you were here to share with the world. Side effects may be, include becoming radically unfuckawithable. Without any further ado, here is my wonderful interview with Benjamin Bakur. Benjamin, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. It's an honor. I'm excited to have you on. What you're up to, what you're doing. I can't wait to dive into your story and just pick your brain for the next about half hour that I have with you. So before we get into those things, um, do you mind sharing a little bit about how you got into what you're doing today? What kind of what kind of path or how the things have led you towards the path of where you are? Yeah, I've been a serial entrepreneur for most of my career. My first business, I started with my father and we grew that over 12 years. When we sold it, we had 1,800 employees. So come from a pretty uh, significant entrepreneur background, started a bunch of businesses after that, got heavy into real estate. And um, I started investing in 2016. I started investing really heavily into cannabis and uh, ended up in, um, you know, uh, in a business that I probably shouldn't have been in, partnering with some people I probably shouldn't have partnered with and ended up in a pretty massive lawsuit in a rock bottom moment. And it was, I refer to it as a, as a um, spiritual awakening of sorts. It was, uh, it was very traumatic for me. And I went from not needing to work uh, the rest of my life to putting a, a lot of my family's, um, you know, net worth at risk. And so I, uh, I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. And I decided that I was going to make a a radical, uh, you know, shift. And shortly after that, I met my wife and, um, she was doing uh, a lot of transformational work, uh, coaching and, um, working with ayahuasca in a pretty significant way. And I went on a journey with plant medicines and it just transformed my life. And within two weeks of meeting each other, we were planning our entire lives together. We knew we were going to buy land, build a coaching platform, um, write a book. And um, yeah, and so I, I really shifted from, I think, spending most of my life trying to figure out how I can get the biggest piece of the pie, how I can get more of more, bigger, better. And after that, I really have shifted to how can I share my blessings? And so we, we just bought 30 acres of land in Mexico and we're building a pretty massive compound retreat center, 20 homes and about a 50 unit retreat center. And yeah, we we just help people who are on a journey of seeking transformation, of trying to figure out who they were designed to be, like really figuring out who they were designed to be, what they're capable of doing in this world and what their purpose is. And so we help people really build a new operating system for their life and really examine um, how they show up in the world and what, what they were meant to, to do. And literally when people finish our programs, they walk away with a a deck that they've built over a long period of time that becomes their guide for their life, which we call the becoming operating system. I love that. What a, what a, what a story there and, and a journey. And, and I love, appreciate you sharing like the whole concept of how can I get bigger, bigger piece of the pie, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then it's more than turn that around to be like, you know, like you said, sharing your blessing and to be able to just share that <clears throat> with the world, I think is 
sometimes the trap people get caught up in, uh, and I know I, I've gone through that too, where it's how do we keep growing? How do we get there? That that level of never being satisfied enough, right? To then, and then correct me if I'm wrong, if this is not exactly what you went through, but then it comes to that point of like, no, I'm satisfied. Here's what more is a deeper purpose or a deeper feeling that I get that I want to share and continue to, to, to go that route. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's about right for sure. I think, um, yeah, I also believe that the unit, whether you believe in God or the universe or, you know, a higher intelligence, I think that, you know, the universe is always um, trying to help you step into the highest expression of yourself. And, um, and so these rock bottom moments oft, often um, can lead to profound transformation if you choose to see them as gifts. You know, we refer to those moments as gift wrap, gifts wrapped in thorns. I love that. So what was the experience more, and if it was more transformational, was going through the whole cannabis thing and the lawsuits and all that stuff or an ayahuasca experience? What was your question? What was more significant? Well, yeah, what was more of like a transformational experience that helped create or transformed you in, in, in some way, shape or form? I would say the... The business challenges um, were the kind of slap in the face, the punch in the face from from the universe, kind of like saying, hey, you know, I was saying I wanted to live with more purpose and do something of significance and make a difference, but I wasn't living that. And so that was the punch in the face that led me to to really go on a on a deep journey of introspection, of, of excavating um, what the root cause you know, I believe that the way I was showing up in the world was 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 based on kind of how I viewed myself and and my internal um, kind of understanding of who I was, and uh, went back to like you know childhood things that forged me, and um, yeah, and then the 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 journey with plant medicine was really what what helped me see the armor that I'd created, and um, and really just just um, help me see beyond the veil of who I thought I was supposed to be. And I think ayahuasca, I mean, as you know, I have done it myself and it's one of those things where it just literally blows those walls down of what we've created, the layering effect to actually just clear it all out and then just see for what it is rather than our constructs of what, what we think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Has, <clears throat> cause I've, I brought up, I've talked about ayahuasca before on my podcast. Is it one of the things where, was it a, a blissful experience for you or was it something that <clears throat> you had to do some of that, the work to, uh, of breaking down the layers and so forth to get to that point? <laughs> yeah, I guess I would say ayahuasca for me, uh, typically our perspective on it is that it can take you in two directions. So let's say I'm, I'm wanting more prosperity in my life or I'm wanting to connect deeper, you know, in my relationships or I'm wanting to like call in my, my soulmate. Um, you know, the, the medicine can often take you in two directions. One is it can take you in, like you said, that, that blissful direction where, you know, I've had ceremonies where I felt like every cell in my body was about to explode from love. Right. Um, I've, I've never felt more love than in this moment. And what in our opinion, in our humble perspective, what the medicine is doing, this the 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 medicine of ayahuasca, it's giving you a, a felt experience, a reference point 
Um, so that, that when you go back to your ordinary state, you have um, something you, you've now felt what real love feels like without the defense mechanisms, right? And so you you have something to work towards. And then sometimes it takes you in the opposite direction. Let's say um, I'm calling in romantic partnership or um, or deepening with my existing partner. Maybe the medicine takes me to the most extreme destitute, you know, I'm on a planet by myself for millions of years, you know, in misery. So what it's doing from our, in our perspective is it's bringing to the surface feelings that are already there. The medicine often um, brings to the surface things that are there and amplifies them. And so we spend most of our life resisting and uh, suppressing feelings that are there and what that does is it creates a prison of sorts. We, we, we create our own prisons. And so the medicine gets, we like to say it's the dimension that exists, you know, beyond um, everything you think, you know, and so it brings to the surface, these feelings. So you could actually feel them and transmute them and move on. And our conscious mind, our egos typically um, prevent us from doing that. The ones wants to keep us the same. And so these defense mechanisms that we build up, actually become prisons. And so the medicine um, kind of helps you move beyond that. So it can take you in one of those two directions often. And I've certainly felt all of those, right? I've, I've had heart open, expansive experiences when I've had just gut-wrenching traumatic experiences. And they're, they're, they're both equally valuable and equally, you know, gifts. I can agree with you hundred percent. I've had both of those experiences and it's, uh, and unfortunately my first time ever was the heart opening and expanding. So my mind was like, cool. All right. That was man. Holy cow. I mean, of course the first hour and a half wasn't fun, but once I got to that point and then I was like, okay, next time around, I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be hopefully a continuation of this. And then, yeah, no, it was never that, <laughs> but all valuable at the end of the day, which is, which kind of you were saying there. So I know the title of your book, you, you put a Q in the name. Is there, is there, you know, becoming, and it has the Q in there. What's the, what's the significance of that? It has multiple significances, but I'd say the most one is, is that we believe that the journey of personal transformation really starts with asking yourself essential questions. And in our book, at the end of each chapter, we have, you know, a pretty significant amount of questions that we, we, we impose on the reader. And I think that's, that's where the, the journey starts. And so, um, you know, we have some other symbologies for it, but I think that's the main reason. Awesome. And then, you know, when it comes to the book, tell us a little bit about like the overall view, if you don't mind, or just like, or, or, or in general, who's the book designed for? Yeah. Um, I think that, um, the first of all, the book is really, really unique in the sense it's 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 written as a per, it's a personal transformation book at its core, but it's written through the lens of a kind of personal memoir, and so it's it's our journey of finding some principles that we live by and that we teach, um, and really it's a vulnerable expose of how we learn those um, you know th those principles and philosophies. Uh, and also told in a very, you know, sexy, erotic kind of way. We go there. It's very vulnerable. Uh, and then who's it for? I, I would say anyone who's really ready to, um, you know, look at themselves and is ready for, um, you know, the person to, to embark on this personal transformation journey. 
I love that. And it's one of the things where I know you talk a lot about different things in the book. Um, I have not read it yet, but um, there's there's a question that I have to ask. Just It brought curiosity to me, and I thought I would love to dive into this with you, and that is, you know, sex in general has been a medicine for you uh, on your journey to becoming. Be, uh, becoming. Um, mind to elaborate deeper into that. Yeah, I think that the sexuality really... Um... You know, there's a really good, it's not a book, but it's uh, The Erotic and the Holy by Mark Gaffney. It's an, it's an audible. It's, a, it's actually a talk he gives. But I think that, you know, sexuality is often viewed in this really taboo way. And I think that that it's really our, it's, it's the closest way to access the divine within us, I think. And, and so sexuality has been really powerful for me when, when, when harnessed in an in a intentional way. But I would say that in 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 the story within the book, sexuality was was more of a teacher for my wife in a sense. Um, she went through uh, prior to meeting me, she went through some somatic sexual healing with some practitioners where she was she wasn't able to feel pleasure in her body really fully, um, and it was because a lot of the times in our bodies store somatic imprints or traumatic imprints. Um, physically. And so she had to kind of de-armor and release some of those. And so to, to learn to, to transmute pain into pleasure. And, and then she, she did that shortly before meeting me. And then in meeting me, um, she was able to finally like fully release and, and, and experience sexuality in a way she'd never experienced before. And so I think, um, I think I, I've always been more connected to my sexuality and comfortable with my sexuality. And so as it relates to the book, um, I think it was more of a catalyst for growth for her in that sense. Just want to take a quick break here and just share with you, if you've been enjoying this episode, please do me a huge favor and just share it with a friend, a family member, someone that you know would benefit or enjoy listening to this just like you are. If this is your first time listening to the episode, please subscribe if you haven't done so already. It allows you not to miss another update or episode release that we do. If you're enjoying this, please do me a huge favor and share a review on whatever platform that you listen to at uh, the podcast on. It helps expand our reach and our mission out there and so much more. Now, let's go ahead and let's get back to the show. When it, when it comes to that, you know, because I, I love how you brought that up, that, you know, sexuality is like it's the one gateway that can get us as close as possible to what it feels like in our natural state, you know, in that realm. When when it comes to the, the becoming of things is how does that how it, when becoming what is the essence of that when we're going to become more of naturally who we are? Is that becoming to our soul's perspective. Um, love to dive a little deeper into that. Yeah. I guess the, the, the important thing is also it's, it's becoming, it's never became right. It's, it's a practice. It's a journey. It's not a place you get to. It's a way of life. Um, yeah. And I would say that the, from our perspective, the journey of becoming is becoming who you were designed to be. There's it's, it's kind of like this 
I, I was just talking to Richard Rudd. He was at our house yesterday. I don't know if you know him from the Gene Keys, but um, it's a paradox, right? It's this, it's that there's this kind of, there's this predetermined destiny, if you will, there's fate, right? That, which, which in my mind is, is when you're living the highest expression of yourself, when you've figured out who you were designed to be, but who you were designed to be is already in you, right? It's this paradox of like, there's, there's further, there's further to go and nowhere to get. Um, And so I think that the journey of becoming is, is stepping into alignment with the highest expression of who you, who you are and who you are is, 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 is already, um, is already in you. And so there's, there's nowhere to get to, but the journey of becoming is, is this journey of remembering who you already are. Um, and it's not an easy journey. Uh, it takes some real excavation and introspection and, and work. And it's a practice. It's, it's a constant practice. Is that, so is, would you say, I don't want to say a trap, but kind of in life, we're always constantly looking at the next thing or always constantly looking at a goal to get to and that, and that be, that kind of, is that a distraction from being on the path of becoming and, and, and remembering and rediscovering and, and all those kind of things of our essence in some way, shape or form? Again, it's it's a paradox, right? You know, having goals is not inherently a bad thing. Living for some future, you know, or or you know, working towards some future, but the real magic is is always coming back to um, finding the present moment. And so, it, it's it's a it's a it's a very interesting paradox. But it's 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 simultaneously, um, you know, um, having aspirations and goals. Um, but, but being, being fully present in the moment, because, um, there is no tomorrow and there's no yesterday. There's only this present moment. And so it's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting paradox. And it's one, frankly, that, you know, we're, we're always, you know, challenged with. Um, and so there's, it's, it's a, it's a real practice to, to be present in this moment and be living for this moment and simultaneously, you know, have these other aspirations. Now, and I only want to ask that question like that because in the work I do and what I teach, it's it's always about <clears throat> it's it's great to see who that future self is that you wanted to you know attract or be what you want to work towards or become or whatever that may be. But at the same token, it's not the pressing thing. The most pressing thing is just being here in the moment, but knowing what that feels like, and then finding the feeling in this moment. And it's kind of like the two worlds are merged together in one because really time does not exist in the past future. There is not in our, in our human world, we think there is, but in all reality, there isn't And how to merge the two into that aspect of the present. So that that way you can tie that feeling to it and know, but you're staying in the present as much as possible. Yeah, that's very well said. And and you attract what you already are. And so, you know, in order to achieve the things that you want to be, you know, you want to achieve in life, the the magic becomes in being a, a magnet to those things by being them in this present moment. And so you can only attract what you already are. Yeah. And that's where the, the, that's why my emphasis is so much on that feeling side, because that's like kind of like the generator for it. But, and I, and this was a, something I needed to learn, you know, it took me about five, six years in the business to finally grasp that and go, okay, maybe it's not all about, it's good to have goals and the vision and stuff like that. But then it comes to a point like, but I got to keep my mind here instead of looking there. And how do I merge those two? 
So then that way I can just stay focused on the attracting side rather than the doing side that we're kind of conditioned in society. Yeah, I would say it's the uh, it's the masculine and feminine, it's the omega and the alpha, it's the polarity, you know, life is about polarities and they're both equally important. The doing and the being are both essential to to true manifestation to to magnetize um you have to embody both of those polarities. Would becoming be the joining both of those? I mean certainly we certainly a big piece that, you know, within becoming, there's a few areas that we like to focus. One is relationships and polarity, which, which that's what is relationships is, is this essence of polarity and alpha and omega. And then, you know, the other big area that we like to focus on is prosperity as it relates to, you know, purpose and service and all those things. So certainly that's, that's essential in the journey of becoming. I love that. I mean, I know life is contrast, so it's one of those things of, uh, without the polarities, life would be kind of kind of boring. If you would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be uh, <laughs> if if there was a whole lot of me around there, that that would be boring. I just love I love how you brought up relationships because that's something that I'm a uh, a big fan of. One one of the I had someone ask me one time about you know like I talk about I teach on the five M's and it's just related to my last name, but uh, but one of them is marriage, which is relationships. And they're like, what's the most important one out of all of them? Like mindset and and movement and money and and missions. And I was like, well, they're all important. It's like saying which organ is the most important in your body. They're all important. But I was like, but the one I like to emphasize the most on is relationships, because for me, at least the relationship side of thing, like with my not not just with friends and family, but my wife, more importantly than anything, and my daughter, um, that's my generator that when that's good and that's their strong foundation there and we're in good lines and everything's well then me, I show up so much better. It's so much easier to keep me in that state, no matter what I'm facing in the world, business, ups and downs, whatever, it doesn't matter. Cause if I have that, I'm good with everything else. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we're, we're, we're belonging is such a important part of, of, of being human and relationships are really at the core of belonging. And I think that we all seek that. And, and when we have strong relationships, everything gets easier, man, for sure. It has been for me, and uh, and I and I, uh, I try to emphasize because you think about it this way: like, if you look at our lives, what really enriches our lives the most? Is it the things we do ourselves, or is it the experiences we have with others that enhances it more? Yeah, I would say I would say it's it's our experience of ourselves through relationship that is what is most exciting and fulfilling. So it's it's our experience of ourselves in relationship, I think that is the most fulfilling. Yeah. And it, and it has to be, you know, that the level of when it comes to these kind of things, um, no, you just said it eloquently. I don't have anything to comment on that one, but <laughs> what's one of the things then, you know, how can an individual, you know, step into the process of becoming to shine their excellence or what I like to call rediscover their greatness what's that journey look like? Where, where's a first step that someone can start that process? Are you asking within our programs or just in general? Either or, it doesn't matter. You want to talk about the program? You want to talk about in general? I'll leave that to you. Yeah. Um, I think in general, I, I think I would answer that generally um, that there's no one answer. It's it's very unique for me. It was a traumatic experience for other people. It could be reading a book. Um, 
I, I don't think there's there's a one right first step, but I, I think it does come through self-reflection and going back to the cue in the questions. It's it's when you're when you're asking yourselves these questions like who was I designed to be? Why was I put on this earth? What was I meant to do? You know, you know, what are my greatest gifts? What's my genius? Um, when when you're asking those questions and, and really asking them with with the deep desire to understand, I think that's the first step. Uh, it's certainly the first step in our journey. And then within our ecosystem, I would say, you know, our book is is a really good way. Um, you know, it, it can be triggering to some people. It's a bit edgy. We get into deep into psychedelics and sexuality and, and different things, but it's a it's a good first step. And then we have, you know, we have a program called Becoming Prosperous. And we use prosperity in a very, you know, um broad sense. We define prosperity as the life force within us and around us. And so prosperity related to money, prosperity of time, prosperity of spaciousness. And so prosperity is kind of our, you know, our focus as an organization, but we use prosperity to mean, you know, all the life force energy around you. And when you're in prosperity in one part of your life, but out of prosperity in another, it, you know, you're out of balance. And so we have a, an offering called becoming prosperous, um, that you can access on our website. That's really we see as the entry point into our ecosystem. It's a, it's a self-guided evergreen offering. And then we have other offerings, which are much, much deeper in, in, and longer. I love that. So Benjamin, how can people follow your website? What, what you're up to socials? How can, what's the best way to get a hold of you and keep getting t- contact with you and so forth? Yeah, it's pretty easy on all the social channels. It's becoming spelled with a Q and our website is becoming.me and you can you can find, you know, everything you need to around that. And my wife and I are on Instagram and we respond to messages. And so, yeah, just um, uh, our name's pretty straightforward. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate the work you do. And I really think it's uh, much needed in this world, especially in these times where we are. Um, and whatnot. But uh, I want to thank you for taking time to come out and hang out with us at the, the Mindful Experiment. All right, brother. Thank you. It's been an honor. And thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. 365 day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.